What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Kicks and Picks Podcast. Nick, back with you. Scotty, back with you. Champions League semifinals. Semifinals. I always get confused at the beginning of every round where we're at. Four teams left. Scotty, we've been doing really well so far. I think uh, you and I are both salivating at some of these lines that are in front of us. How are you feeling? Nervous now because usually when you see lines that are too good to be true, that's because the books know something. We say that yeah. a lot on this podcast. So that's yes, we do. That does have me a little bit nervous. But I think at the end of the day, with the way that we've been doing Champions League, we go with our guts and most of the time our, our gut has come through for us. So we're going to keep doing, sticking with what's working and uh, yeah. hopefully we get some more winners and some more cash in the pockets. All right. So first matchup Tuesday, Real Madrid hosting Manchester City. Real Madrid plus 210 underdog. City plus 120. Draw plus 270. Scotty, let's remind everybody that you and I placed a future on Real Madrid. I believe we have them at plus 700. So um, I do want to kind of try to take that element out of handicapping this this game. Um, but the first thing that jumps out to me, man, is, you know, listen, Champions League, you get Real Madrid, you get them at plus money, you get them at plus 200. Uh, you will never, ever, ever see that again. I'm inclined to just take it and double down. Say that you will never see that again, but it, it seems like this seems is like it's becoming a pattern for Madrid, right? Like they they underperform in the league and then they go on these runs in the Champions League, which is why they are our futures pick for the Champions League again this year. Um, so as much as we'd like to say, you may never see this again, very much find yourself in the same position next year if, if books yeah, don't smarten up a bit. But I mean, I think we need to set the stage here a little bit because to me, this is, you know, almost a historic matchup in, in certain ways because we know what's on the line for City, right? They've been desperate for the Champions League title for for many, many seasons. They've been backed with what seeming seemingly infinite sums of money. Um, and then on the other side, you have Real Madrid who are, you know, also backed with plenty of money, but they've actually been performing and winning the the, the titles that, you know, Pep and, and the City fans have, have so coveted. And so the, to me, this really feels like a, it's like almost like a, a Mayweather Pacquiao type, you know, battle here where I think yeah. it, it's it it could be a seminal moment for for City in a really good way or a really bad way. I think if, if City get to the semifinals here and they still can't get past Real Madrid this season in a season where, yeah, they were challenged a little bit by Arsenal in the league, but they've got this juggernaut, you know, forward in, in Erling Holland and their defense has been hit or miss, but still pretty consistent and and certainly good enough to to win, um, you know, multiple trophies this season um, if everything shakes out their way. Um, and so it's it's hard to see where if, if they fail here, you know, where do they go next? Like what more could they do to, to get across this hump? So yeah. uh, with all that said, yeah, I mean, Real Madrid, they're tried and tested. Um, they've proven themselves time and time again on the biggest stages in the world. Um, and to take City money line here when there's so much more value on the Real Madrid lines, I think it's just, it's it's a mistake. Um, so you not- brought up an interesting point. And what I, what's absolutely crazy about this matchup to me is you have Real Madrid who are the defending champions of this competition and somehow it feels like every ounce of pressure is on Manchester City and and that's absolutely 
a wild scenario. It's it's storybook. It really is. Um, so I agree with you. I think if it, City can't get it done this year, you feel you kind of have to feel like they never ever will. Um, it it's been pretty much smooth sailing up until this point. Uh, now you know it for you and I. I think um, you know we're we're both of the opinion that. Till Real loses, we're going to back them. Uh, or yeah. until City gets over that hump, I'm not necessarily going to back them. Um, that's not to say if, if you're not like us, you're you're not banking on Real here, or maybe even if you are, um, good opportunity to get plus money on City, right? So that that's another thing that's pretty rare. Um, but I, I don't know. The first leg away from home, I, I think you have to back Real here. I, I, they're even really good. Draw no bet. They're plus 125. Yeah, um, plus 235 to advance, I think, is a great number. And if you're feeling really, really tricky, the double chance is sitting at about minus 150. I, I've been watching it all day. It's been fluctuating. It's been as high as minus 160. It's been as low as minus 140. Um, so it looks like it's getting a little bit of action on that double chance. Yeah. I mean, I'm going draw no bet at plus 125. A few reasons. One, I, I, I think... I truly believe that Real Madrid can get a result here. And even more so, I think if they want to beat City, I think it'd be really hard to, you know, lose this match and then have to go chase goals at the Etihad in a week's time. So um, all the motivation is there for Real Madrid to come out swinging. Um, a draw would be a good result for City. So yeah. if there was ever a scenario where it is tied in, in whatever, 0 0 one, one, you name it, going into like the last 10 minutes, I could certainly see uh, City kind of battening down the hatches and just trying to ride it out and, and get yeah. to that second leg and just need to win at home uh, to advance yeah. to the Champions League final. So yeah. I, I like the draw no bet here. It definitely seems like it's one of those things that City happy with a draw could be on your side. Um, but yeah. to me, I, I don't see... like a, What would be really shocking to me is like a City comes out and wins this 3-0 or or 3-1, something like that. Like that would blow my mind. That just doesn't feel like that's in the cards, but who knows? Um, It seems all more likely that Real Madrid put together another, you know, expert performance that they get at least a one goal lead in this or or one goal win. Um, But who's to say? We've seen City implode in the Champions League many, many seasons, right? Um, Could very well be, uh, you know, Benzema and, and Vinny Jr. and Rodrigo show. Yeah. Um, or maybe Modric shows up and you know has a masterclass of his own in the midfield. So I, I think that's where I'm leaning right now. But um, maybe the real question is, is this going to be a game with lots of goals or maybe goals are a little harder to come by? Yeah, so I, I would lean towards less goals than we're used to. Um, but the number is set at two and a half. So a lot of city games do hover around three and a half. It's not unusual for Real games to be around three and a half. Uh, over two and a half is minus 145. I think if you like that number, you you kind of wait around 10, 15 minutes and take it live. Uh, maybe even get at two instead of two and a half. Um, I, for me, that's the play there. I, I think we have to go back to the well here with our boy Vinny Jr. Um, he's averaging a goal contribution. I think more than a goal contribution every single game in the Champions League. So um, he's been automatic for us. He's like plus 300 to score a goal. I don't know necessarily that he scores, but he definitely to score or assist. Once that number is available, I'll be looking at that all day long. And quite honestly, Scott, who's going to stop him? Um, you know, I was talking to our buddy Andrew, friend of the podcast, and um, he made a great point. He's like, you know, Real's been up against much better defenders um, 
than what City have to offer covering Vinny Jr. And he's dusted all of them. Yeah, I mean, we kind of touched a little bit on it at the start of this, but City's defense hasn't been their strength by any stretch of the imagination. You know, yeah. they've, they've gotten a defense that's good enough to get, you know, to the top of the table in the Premier League, but they've really been relying on, on Holland and, and De Bruyne and, um, you know, the rest of the guys up top to really carry that load and, and get them a lot of these results. So, yeah, Vinny on the on the outside, we, we've talked about him plenty of times about how he's just a menace getting down the pitch. His speed is unbelievable. He's very creative. And mm-hmm. um, I think a lot of times teams tend to focus almost a little bit too much on Benzema, which is odd to say because he deserves to be the, the focal point of a lot of the defensive you know, tactics, but you can't leave Vinny with space and with, you know, one-on-one basically with, with no help, um, you know, Liverpool's Trent Alexander Arnold got exposed multiple times with Vinny just running down that left-hand side. And so he's probably the fastest guy to keep up with him of anybody. Yeah, he's up there for sure. And look, <laughs> listen, I know that the, the criticism behind Trent's game is that he's not the most defensive wing back in the, in the league, which is totally fair. But at the same time, like, you know, usually Liverpool are, are pretty aware of his deficiencies and have some help to cover it. And it didn't matter. You know, Vinny was just running up and down that, that left-hand side. He's creating chances all day long, scored a few. Um, and we saw it right. Even when that five, two blowout, that was really a lot because of what Vinicius jr. Was able to mm-hmm. do against that right side of, of Liverpool's defense. Yep. So here, just to, to close the loop, um, we do want to say it again, if anybody's been following along with us, if anybody's been betting along with us, right? We do, The future is on Real. We are obviously pulling for them uh, from that standpoint. Um, and listen, we could very well be dead wrong in everything we just said. Man City is minus 310 to advance. That is a, I mean, I, mean, I think it's downright disrespectful. Or Scott, we're, we've just gotten this completely wrong. I mean, there's there's no in between. It, it seems to me. So, um, listen, if you're a backer of Man City, if you believe this is their year, if you think Holland's going to come out and score two, three goals, which he very well might, um, the books tend to agree with you. That, that's really all I'm trying to say. Yeah. And <laughs> again, we've said it a few times with 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 City. Pep Guardiola hasn't been known to do some head scratching changes into in an attempt to like overthink the matchup. And that usually leads to very poor results. Um, yeah. And so I could totally see him going into this game and maybe switching up the formation a little bit to be a little bit more defensive to make sure that, you know, they don't give up a huge lead. Maybe he's confident that if they can get to, to the Etihad with even just like a, a one goal disadvantage that they can turn it around. Um, so that's another thing to keep an eye on. You know, it, it has been kind of a weird staple of, of Pep Guardiola where he overthinks things with city in the champions league. It does something crazy that inevitably burns them. So that should be a good one either way. Uh, let's move on to Wednesday, the Milan Derby AC Milan hosting in quotes, inter Milan. Um, interesting stat here. Fifth meeting of the season. Absolutely wild. So we'll be fifth and sixth uh, when this is all said and done. Milan sitting at plus 200, enter the favorite at plus 150. Um, to advance, Milan plus 105, enter minus 130. Draw no bet for this game, uh, plus 110 for AC Milan, minus 140 for Inter Milan. I have a slew of thoughts here, Scotty, so I will toss it up to you first. Is there any bet that stands out to you here? I love the under, under two and a half. It's minus 155, I know, but this does not feel like a game that's going to be no. you know, it, open by any sense of the imagination. Um, both of these teams have 
been pretty stout when their defensive, uh, you know, positioning and in tactics, Milan has really made us made it a staple of their, their setup. Um, and then on the flip side, you know, we talk about this a lot with, with either of these squads, it's like, you know, who are you going to rely on to, to be the guy that carries that offensive load for you? Right. Um, Liao for certainly for Milan is great at it, but he's been known to disappear and he's still young. So sometimes these games will happen. Um, and then with Inter, it's, you know, pick your nine, you know, is it, is it Jekko? Is it Lukaku? Like, it doesn't really, really matter to me. Um, so I guess it's, it's, it just feels like it's going to be one of those games where both sides are, are, are going to feel each other out. They're going to rely on their strengths, which has pretty much been their defense in, in most of these matches. I think Inter has scored what, two, two, three goals in the knockout round so far, three goals, right? So that's what I was just going to say over the last, um, matchups that both these teams had so four games right of inter porto or benfica i already forgot the portuguese ones yeah right uh milan against napoli uh those games featured a total of two goals once and under two goals three times so i think inter had a 1-0-0 or i might even be confusing the, the round before that maybe they scored a couple on on the team this time but i know milan napoli was 1 0 1 1 um, neither team really scoring, relying a lot on defense here in the Champions League is the point I was trying to make. I may have just made it incorrectly. Uh, would you take a stab potentially at under one and a half? It's plus 200. I don't know that I would go that way. And maybe no, just, really want I mean, tossing it under up, two. I, like if you really want to stretch it, like under two is where it's at, right? Cause that's basically like when we do like the draw no bet, the under two sure. where it's like, Hey, if, if you get a two Oh or a one, one, then whatever you get your money back. And you, I feel pretty good about that. Yeah, and that's probably um, around even money. Split it's probably about, right? I say, it's probably like plus plus one ten. That'd be my guess. Um, so that, if you really want to, you know, try to juice your lines a little bit, that's probably the way to go. But for me again, minus one fifty five. It's chalky. I get it. But when we say like free money is free money, like that's the definition of this pick. Yeah. No, listen, I agree. And these teams know each other exceptionally well that ne- neither team will be looking to go out and lose this in the first leg. Right. Yeah. Um, I think that point is absolutely valid. I will say um, just looking at the lines, man. I, I mean, Inter at plus 150 is, is pretty tempting, right? So they are the much more informed team right now in the league. Um, you mentioned pick your nine, but Lukaku has looked a lot better over the past month. Otaro has been getting a little bit of rest. Jekko has been coming off the bench when needed. We've even seen Correa a little bit. So um, they've got all their forwards healthy, I think, for the first time this entire year. On the flip side, I'm trying to remember the last time of an actual forward for Milan scored a goal. It's been all coming from their midfield, from set pieces, Um some great design plays. And that's not to say they haven't been playing well because they absolutely have been, but Giroud hasn't scored in what seems like forever. Rebic is very ineffective. Um, and Origi, I don't even know if he's Watch hurt, it. not hurt. Be nice. Not. I know it's your boy, <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm trying to remember a moment of his this season. So uh, Milan really struggling for goals. I mean, I think that's obviously why you, you went with that under, but seems to me like Inter could come out and, get that first goal and probably make it count. Yeah. So I guess that's, that's the question, right? Is this, if this game comes down to who's going to have the more, you know, dynamic attack, that's going to be able to generate the one or two goals that could be all that's needed to get through, you know, who do you want to put your money on? If we call the the defenses a push where it's like, Hey, they're both strong in their own right. And they're not going to give an inch. Then yeah, I guess that's probably the smart play is to go with Inter. Um, 
and I, I 100% would defer to you on this because you know you've been watching them a lot more than I have lately. But um, at least in the Champions League, to me, it, it certainly seemed like Inter have the better makeup. Um, when I was watching some of the the eight the Milan games, you know, Liao would make these great runs, but half of the time it's like he's making these runs through defenders who are just like traffic cones. It's just yeah. They just yeah. sit there and they, they do nothing. Well, listen, they don't try if, to if take you remember initiative. Scott, who they played, Tottenham, Chelsea. I mean, he's not playing, uh, you know, <laughs> some of the, the better defensive sides in the competition. He's not playing Munich or, you <laughs> yeah. know, Barcelona yeah, no, or it, anybody so Listen, like that. Inter's had the tougher run to get here, right? They were in a very difficult group. They played two very difficult Portuguese sides. And, yeah, Milan made it through who they needed to make it through. And they took care of Napoli as this podcast predicted they very well could. Um, it's going to be a, a battle. I think it's going to be a chess battle. And like I said, I just don't see either team going out and losing this match, you know, losing this, um, this, this two legger in the first leg. Yeah. It's and again, my, my under two and a half at minus minus one fifty five. not the sexiest of picks. It's just the pick that I think is, is most reliable in this one. Um, and again, it, worst case scenario, if this game comes out and people are fucking scoring goals left and right, and it's a three, three banger, like, all right, you lost your pick, but at least you have a good game to watch. If you're yeah. trying to go and, and, and you know, sneak a, an, an over in that, cause it's, you know, the lines are a little bit better. If you lose, you're, you're, you're losing while watching like a one, nothing snooze fest. So, yep. Uh, the one thing I'll say, and I don't see them, I don't know if they're out yet. Card props could be a play in this one. Um, corners could be a play in this one. I know that I personally am banned. I'm self banned from betting corners. I made that, I made that promise to, to the team, uh, once my corner game of the year lost, but both teams are sitting at four and a half. The the game total is nine and a half. It's minus one ten. It's not a bad play. Yeah. And maybe we can talk a little bit about goal score props too, while we're on the the topic. Sure. Everybody's going to have good value because everybody's expecting defensive games. So even the shortest of odds of Lautaro Martinez is plus 185. Yep. Isn't bad. I don't even hate Lukaku plus 230. I don't love it, but I don't hate it. Don't don't love it. Don't know Um, if he's starting. Yeah. I I don't love it because of that exact reason, right? Like, you know, and even if he does start, he's playing 60 minutes, right? Like he's coming off and Jekko's coming on. So that's why I typically stay away from from those two, just because you know that at best you're getting 60 minutes from them. Yeah. Layout at plus 260 isn't bad. If you go down, yeah. looking at some of the midfielders, I mean. That's where the value is. Do you like, you know, maybe someone like Barella at plus 450? Yeah, I, I like Barella has been really good. Um, Mkhitaryan, I don't know if he's healthy or not. If he's healthy and he starts this game, he's been taking a lot of the set pieces. Uh, he's he's looked good. Um, I mean, Diaz, uh, Bram Diaz plus 400. Yeah, for, that, for that's, Milan. that's probably the guy. I think um, Salamakers is like a wild card to me. He's looked decent the past couple of weeks, and I it's never thought one. I would say that, uh, but he's plus 650. Uh, it's a long so shot. if he starts, that's not terrible. Yeah. Tonali at plus 750, taking some of the set pieces. I, I, I mean, it's, it's a Chinese menu right now, right? If there's, yeah. there's players to take, it just really comes down to formation, starting lineup, and, um, I don't know that I can necessarily recommend one over the other, but there's there's not really a bad pick here. There's a ton of value to be found. Yeah, I feel like you're probably going to take two guys that have odds better than plus 200 and, and hope one of them connects because yeah, it's, it's not going to be a game where you, if you hit both, great. I mean, that's like yeah. the ultimate scratch off, but um, that's probably the way to go. And then we'll take a look when we get to like the score assist lines because then that also brings in the, yeah. the 
those midfield guys a little bit better. So maybe no, and, where... and this is a game too. A lot of these wingers, uh, wing backs, I should say, have really been outstanding over the past two months. And that's um, Demarco for Inter and Teo Hernandez against for Milan. Lazio. Yeah. So, so those guys are like plus seven hundred each. So definitely, um, to score assists should probably still be about plus two hundred. All right. So I don't know. Did we we were are we leading towards Inter? Is that really going to be kind of like our our first? matchup we expect inter slash maybe a draw to be to be the way it's it's leaning yeah dude so we're scotty and i i think we're both in that kind of minus 150 realm right either you like inter draw no bet they're minus 140 i think that number can improve if you take them live um you could take a money line plus 150 i think it's you know that maybe the the best bet in terms of numbers and i think that under hits um so maybe so if you, if you want to do the parlay, you could do the the tire Inter Milan. So basically Inter double chance and the under two and a half, it's minus 120. There you go. I like that. So it's a nice that, way that, to get about 40 cents the, out of it. Yeah, that may be the 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 way that we we structure our pick for this one. Yeah, I like it. Stay tuned on that. Um, Scotty, one thing I did want to get your thoughts on quickly on the Europa League. Um, the, the just not going to get in depth, but the lines to me, Seem a little bit wonky. I want your thoughts. So Juve is a huge, huge, huge favorite over Sevilla. They're minus 135. Sevilla is plus 390. Um, and then you have Roma, who half of their squad is out injured. Um, and they're a big favorite over Leverkusen. They're plus 110. Leverkusen plus 255. Do you think the books have this right? Or are they not giving enough respect to these underdogs here? Uh yeah, I mean, I I would certainly, if I'm putting money, I would feel comfortable putting money on either of those underdogs. I mean, Leverkusen have been playing really, really well under my boy Zabi Alonso. I think they've been undefeated in their last, like, I don't know, this is a crazy stretch. It's like 15-something games. Um, and so Roma are going to have their their work cut out for them, even if they were fully healthy. And I know that their forwards are, are there's a lot of forward question marks right now for yeah. them. Um, so coach will probably be more uh, apt to discuss their, their yeah. injury perils, but... To me, that's that's definitely a concern. I mean, we know Mourinho is going to set up and be a, a defensive first guy, but it, it kind of hurts them being the host in this one, I think, because if you set up defensive first and you you pull away with a draw, it, it's tough to go and chase a, a win, especially when your your formation is or not your formation, but your tactics are 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 not structured that way. So I'd be totally happily taking like a Leverkusen draw no bet in this one just because of the way that they've been playing. Their their unbeaten run is gives me confidence that it's not going to be a losing bet and the extra juice there is, is probably worth it. Yeah. You forgot to mention Nick, that Sevilla is also our future pick for yes, Europa. And um, we got them at plus 1200. Yeah. They were long shots, um, which was crazy because Sevilla w- are much like Real Madrid in that sense, where like, doesn't matter what they're doing in the league. Like they are always in it for Europa for whatever yeah. reason. Um, so their double chances to paying even money right now. Yeah. That's <laughs> So I am happy that we have them as our future. So I don't know that I would put money on them to win or anything in this one just because I don't need to, right? Like I have enough yeah. skin invested in that. Oh, no doubt. And Juve are playing pretty well. They just beat Atalanta 2-0, I think, this yeah, weekend. And that was a, a big Wasn't win. Wasn't even close, yeah. So they definitely are are playing pretty well. Um, of the two, I think this is the one there. The upset is least likely. Um and especially them getting the the round or the opening round at home, I think that certainly gives them a little bit more incentive to try and get the early goal or two. Um, so that way, when they do travel to Spain, they can play their you know typical 
defensive-minded setup. But coming into that Atalanta game, we talked about it on the coach and I talked about it. Um, you know, you may were on like a weird four or five game streak of of conceding goals. Um, not really something that you'd expect to see with with that Juve side. So um maybe they've kind of figured out with this Atalanta match and, and they're prepared for for Sevilla. But um either way, that's something to keep an eye on. I think you know, goals in this one are books would are are expecting it to be a pr- bit of a premium, right? That the under is under two and a half is minus one sixty. So um, this one is, is weirdly like I might consider an over on, on this, on this matchup, just because I think there might more, be more goals in this than, than expected. Yeah. So I, now that we've gotten into the weeds, uh, I, I think this game suits U of a, a whole lot more than the Atalanta game that they just played really well. in. Uh, that was a super wide open second half and, you know, they made some key subs and got the result, but, um, this is more of a game where UVA is going to do what they need to do, do what they want to do, sit back, control the ball, pick their spots. And if Vlahovic can score, if, if Kiesa is playing, if Kostic, uh, whoever's going to be in there, if, if they can take their chances, it could get out of hand. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Well, that's going to wrap it up, guys. Uh, thank you for listening. Hope you enjoy. Give us a shout for any questions and best bets and be on the lookouts. We'll probably throw out a, a shot parlay as we typically do or something fun closer to game time once these uh, lineups are announced. So please give us a, a share, a retweet, a like, a, 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 a review. Anything helps. We appreciate it. See you guys next week. <laughs>